To my younger self, Good morning, good morning, good morning. Once again, it is a Tuesday, fantastic. Actually, it's a dreary Tuesday morning over here in uh, uh, the neck of the woods in New York. And um, I am coming to you live on the Dear Daughter page. The show is, of course, To My Younger Self. It's a project uh, that tells stories, stories from the past that would propel you into the future. We like to go back so we can go forward, right, right? Yes, yes, yes. Guys, I see you. I see you. But um, I don't see exactly who is on. Do me a favor like we always do. Please go into the comment section. Say good morning to me. Say hello to me in your native language. Say welcome to me in your native language. Say something nice to our guests um, um, in your native language and let me know that you're here. Okay. I truly, truly appreciate you guys. As always, we like to do some greetings uh, from all over Africa and, of course, some other countries in the world. Um, if you're from Burkina Faso, we say Bella to you. Baraka Dazua in the Hausa language. Ken Ken, Toma Toma. Wela, Fotoma A Wela. Um, I'm always saying these are my native languages and I just, I'm very comfortable in them. Um, that was Kusal, I just spoke. La Awane, Toma Awane. That is Frafra. And Dinao, Wezo, <laughs> from the Everland of Ghana, OJ Ko, um, in Ghanaland, Ekabo, Yorubas will say, um, to say, Akwaba, um, Karibu, Karibu Sana, Habari Ghani, Meba, Akeyi, in Creole, Naomai, Welena. Um, I, I'm trying to learn a little bit of Zulu, so let me give this a go. And if I butcher it, please forgive me. Wamu Kelekile, I hope I said it right. Please, can someone teach me how to say this? I want to be able to say welcome in Zulu. Um, if you're from the uh, Soto area in South Africa, we say Dumela. Um, and of course, in English, welcome. Wherever you are in the world, we want to say welcome to you. I know you probably didn't hear your language, but it doesn't mean we don't love you. Teach us how to say welcome or thank you or please in your local dialect, and I will be happy to greet you in that. Um, once again, my name is Zoe Baraka. It's an absolute pleasure coming your way today. I am very excited as always because we just have always great people coming our way to tell us stories. Today I have an amazing, amazing man. Let me set this up for you. Imagine that you're on a plane ride going to some country in Africa. Um, you know, both of you are strangers, you're doing some work. Um, but somehow, because you're a praying man or because God loves you very much, he puts someone who has gone before you a little bit in your path and directs you and says, you have to have a conversation with this person. In the beginning, he's a stranger. But as the plane ride is going on, maybe 45 minutes, maybe an hour, for however long it takes, you guys begin to talk about your work because you're both from the same country going into some kind of a different country. And so you bond over that and you're talking. Um, an elder person to a younger man, uh, so to speak, to my younger self, 
And the younger man says to the elder man, uh, tells him a few of his dreams, uh, of course, some of his fears. And this elder person jumps in and just gives you a word, a word that he tells you stories about his life. He tells you experiences about himself, some of his failures. He doesn't hold back. And um, he fortifies you so much that years down the line, his words are still ringing in your ears. And um, when you are going forth to get some kind of a, 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 at least in your brain, or yes, in your brain, you're, you're, you're going forward to conquer your Goliath at that point, this elder man's words are still ringing in your ears. And um, because of the words he implanted in you on that plane ride, you're able to go forth and conquer your Goliath at that time. This is who um, is on the show today. Mr. Samuel Fiapi. I call him Uncle Sam. Um, it's some kind of a joke because over here, when you say Uncle Sam, it means you're actually talking to their country, which kind of makes sense. Let me tell you a little bit about Uncle Sam. So Uncle Sam is a country security. He, he is um, the country security specialist for a cluster of countries for the World Bank. Guys, we are in money now. We're talking the World Bank for the World Bank Group. He has 25 years experience in the security industry. He joined the World Bank from the American Embassy where he worked for almost 15 years in the regional security office. He is security oriented, guys. Um, Uncle Sam is a certified protection professional as well as a physical protection professional. He, has, he also holds a postgraduate certificate in business administration from GIMPA, as well as a diploma in adult education from the University of Ghana, Legum. Uncle Sam is a member of the Trinity United Church where he currently serves as an elder and also their financial secretary. He has an amazing vision. His vision is to equip all churches in Ghana to take a more proactive stance in securing their houses of worship against both internal and external threats. Wow. In that regard, together with other colleagues, he has held various seminars in collaboration with the Christian Council of Ghana to equip church leaders to protect their members and their facilities. Here is my best part of this introduction. Uncle Sam and his wife, Grace, got married on the 31st of August, 1991, the day Ghana's under-17 soccer team won the World Cup. Now, that's a marriage right there. It was destined to win, whether they wanted it to or not. It was just destined to win. Ladies and gentlemen, as always, please go into the comment section and please, 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 please help me welcome the one and the only Mr. Samuel from the World Bank itself. Hi. <laughs> you are very welcome, Uncle Sam. Thank you. Thank you, Zoe. Uh, that was an elaborate <laughs> introduction. Thank you for those kind words. No, thank you. Thank so you. I'm telling you guys, Uncle Sam, yeah. I've actually never met him. I'm always so, I'm so grateful for that grace because I've never met him and he speaks to me as though <laughs> uh, we've actually sat and had a meal. So yeah. Uncle Sam, over to you. Thank you, Zoe. Um, and thank you all for making time to listen to my story. It's a very humble story, really. Um, let's start from my childhood. I was born to uh, Mr. Obed Fiakwe, who worked with the BP. He was 
um, the accounts, he was in charge of the uh, finances for the company before he retired. And uh, my mom, Madam Agnes Fiakwe, she was a petty trader. Um, we lived in Asalam Down, in a um, middle-class neighbor neighborhood. I remember my, uh, our, our house was the same neighborhood as one of the previous heads of state, General Ankara. Wow. You know, he, he, he lived very, very close to where we lived. And he had soldiers guarding his house. I remember we used to go there out of curiosity, not because we were hungry, uh, to eat some of the ration of the soldiers. I never saw yams cut so big, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, they will send us on errands to buy them cigarettes or buy them something. And when we came back, they would share the ration with us. You know, wow. Out of curiosity, we, we took it. So um, and I'm the seven. I'm the seventh of nine nine ch children. Wow. We are we are also very much alive. The old folks have passed on. Oh. Um, yeah. So um, I remember as far back as when I was probably a few months old, maybe. I remember being carried on the back of my mom and my big sisters. And then my sister was born maybe some two years later. And after a few months, um, I was actually grounded. I had to walk and I didn't like it at all. <laughs> but I didn't take it out of my sister. But that's as far back as I can remember. Recollect wow. from, from my year. Uh, I remember growing up, uh, my older brothers and sisters were going to school, but I was too small. And so, and I was energy. I experimented with many things. Um, then one of my father's relatives came to stay with us from the village and he was enrolled in, in, in school. Uh, just before school reopened, he decided he wasn't going to go to school. He was missing his parents so much that wow. he, he wanted to go back home. So my father suggested that my mom should take me, my big sister should take me to the school and tell the headmaster that, oh, what you replace uh this child the one who was or originally supposed to come those days you had to be six or seven to be able to enter as uh, one wow. and it was an experimental school mm -hmm. so master lamte asked me to put my arms around my head once i could touch my ear yeah i was in <laughs> Wow! <laughs> so i was five when i i went to class one yeah uh, wow rather most children being seven or six you know and uh in class six i passed the common entrance this was an experimental school we allowed to sit for the common entrance i sat and passed so i went to secondary school um life in the secondary school was quite regimented you know this is the first time i was ever leaving my family for me it was traumatic you know i remember crying crying my heart my heart out that day you know, but my sister, big sister, did well to console me. I settled down. Um, fortunately, my big sister had a friend in the school. She was she, she was a big girl. She was mm -hmm. like seventeen or nineteen, and I was eleven. So she kept an eye on me. She washed my stuff for me. Uh, but one day, for some strange reason, she came crying, bundled my my things. Normally, we wash on weekends. She mm -hmm. bundled and threw them. Me, she was not going to wash my things for me again. What? Living year old, how am I supposed to? What? How am I to survive? You know, 
her friends were teasing her that was her boyfriend and she just cried and cried and said, oh, that was it man okay so i had to wash my stuff and i'm not used to washing so by the end of the term all my white stuff had turned brown <laughs> <laughs> You know, but I survived. You know, by form two, I was bigger, more experienced. I could wash my things. You know, so yeah, life went on. Wow. <laughs> in in the first 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 term, second term, everything was strange. Too many subjects, and you know the subjects were hard. You know, so at the end of the term, I was like from the bottom or fifth from 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 the bottom. But come the third term, I had settled mm. down pretty well. Yes. So I, be, I began to go forward. At the end of Form 2, um, I was actually now among, we have 105, there were 35 in the class and three, mm. three streams, three class classrooms, and we were seated according to your position in the class. By the time we were entering Form 3, uh, I was among the first uh, 35. Wow. You know, so I had pretty much now settled down. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, one of my ambitions was to be a pilot, you know, so I knew how to study physics, but I didn't like maths. And, you know, and I had to study ge geography. I loved geography, but then I, I didn't like pure sciences. So I had a strange combination of subjects. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when we went to Form 4, um, I didn't do well. I didn't do well, and I I realized that going forward, if I went to form five, I was just going to fail. You know, my father had looked at my results, and he realized that no, uh, this was not the kind of grace that would take me anywhere. And I was just what maybe 15, 14 going to fifteen. You know, so he 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 said, well, "Would you would you mind repeating?" I said, "Well, I just been thinking about the same same thing." Mm -hmm. So we went to the headmaster. He I'd been promoted, but he repeated me. But maybe that did me a ton of good because um, the first time I went to the class, these were my genius now that I was sitting in the class with. And wow. man, they were not my class. I just didn't see them as my class. And yet at the same time, I couldn't mix with my peers with whom I started form one to form four. You oh know, they were my seniors now. I was like a bat caught in between. So I just had to stick with my books and just bury my head in my, in my, in my books. I think that was good for me. Wow. Fortunately, I shared a desk with a, a lady who's passed on now called Basila. Uh, she had also finished Form 5 and her father had brought her to start, to start from Form 4. So the two of us had one common objective. Yeah. I mean, our books and nothing but the books. You know, and I reoriented myself to better subjects, the combination of things. I sadly enough I had to give up that dream of becoming a pilot because, uh, you know, I knew physics. I was I wasn't cut for it, mm -hmm. you know. So I stuck with things that you know I could I could really manage. Uh, interestingly, literature we thought was women's subject, something I loved, yeah. and it improved my English so so much. Mm. That uh, when we sat for the GC, I had a one in English. You know, I love to write and I love to communicate. Right. And it, well, I mean, 
that was that was one of the best things that 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 happened to me. But I like to go back a little um, in between my before I went to secondary school. One day, we my my grandmother who was visiting was going to our hometown, so we took her to the park, um, made a and we took a shortcut. My big brother and I to come mm -hmm. home. On the way home. Um, we, we saw in close to our neighborhood, we saw uh, two white guys playing soccer. So my, my big brother uh, struck some conversation with them and we went and played with them for some long time. And then we left and went home. Uh, after a few hours, I, I went back to play with them. Mm -hmm. And then the next day I went, that was vacation. So the next day I went, the following day. So every day I went and well, I became part of part of them. Every day I was- Where were these people from, Uncle Sam? Switzerland, they were from Switzerland. Wow, yes. how old were you? About eight or nine. Oh, wow, eight, okay. Eight or nine, yeah, uh -huh. eight, eight or nine. And, um, you know, so soon everywhere they went, they took me, mother would go shopping, at the Kingsway, former Kingsway, we we'll together, we we'll go to Acapulco Beach. Um, every Sunday, we went to mass, early mass in the morning, strictly one hour. Once it was done, we came home, packed off to the beach. So, and they had, the parents had horses at the polo club. Mm -hmm. So, um, we went there at least twice or thrice in a week. Man, I loved it. Wow. You know, we rode bicycles. Um, we, we had we had real fun we had real fun um but when i was 13 uh, my friend who was my age mate 12 um, then they had to leave mm -hmm. uh, that was uh, i think the aliens compliance order it didn't affect just um nigerians or people from west africa but all other wow. nationals wow. yeah you know they had to transfer um you know knowledge and mm -hmm. ownership you no know, sort of to indigenous people you know and um so the father had to go home he had to go back back home oh man that was one of the saddest days in my life you know because my whole world came crashing down wow. but we kept we kept corresponding Eugen and i kept corresponding in those days there were no uh, phones um there were no uh, email, so we just wrote a, 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 a letter. It took about mm -hmm. two weeks for it to get there, maybe three. Uh, then he will, re, he will write. So in about three months, um, we exchanged one letter in the three months, another letter coming in. So we kept corresponding for 13 years. And then he came wow. he came down. Uh, he was a grown man, very tall, you know, and I was about 25 then. So we... Um, uh, that, that was a huge reunion, mm -hmm. you know, and um, we we caught up with all the things that are happening in our lives since since he left. Um, now, I finished form five, went to sis form in Maui, um, but I do remember that, that was in '79. Mm -hmm. um, on the last day, just before I left the school to come to Accra. Uh, one of my relatives called me and said uh, he was a watchman on the on the campus mm -hmm. he called me and said my son come here yes sir um you finished school haven't you i said yes don't go to university have you heard i said yes sir he said go and join the army 
Have you heard? I said, yes, sir. Do you see what's going on in the country now? Look, when you join the army, go and look for the radical guys. And when they are planning something, join them. Say, yes, sir. Uh, then you can overthrow the government, do some coup, and collect as much money as you can. And don't stay here. Run. Go abroad. When everything is quiet, come back. Have you heard me? I say, yes, sir. I say, damn. What kind of advice is this? But you see, in those days, I mean, nothing worked. You finished school and you couldn't find work. Mm -hmm. I mean, all you had to do was be able to go to a manager, get a cheat, uh, sell it, you know, right there. You didn't even have to pay for it. Mm -hmm. You had to change money. You had to change the, the cheat and you got the difference between uh, what what it will sell outside mm -hmm. and the real cost of the of the product and so that's how people lived wow. so by connection i mean those were very bad days mm -hmm. so it, there was really no point in saying you're spending time going to school getting an education no nobody really uh wanted to do that wow. you know but um i ignored that advice uh and i went on to um i went on to do my remedials went to ips mm -hmm. but another story that i want to tell is that i met um wow. i attended the, the baptist <laughs> yeah that was that was bad advice and i, I that was I terrible advice i'm still like yes. going back and thinking <laughs> how could he what must have prompted him to even what to tell you that that no, is because um jj had just done his school you know, ah. that was a 79, you know, wow. and it was, a, it was a radicals in the army who, who were, you know, and they were ruling, you know, and he said, look, you know what, go to the army. Don't, don't, don't play around. Just go to the army straight and join them, you know, and then make some money. Wow. Yeah. That's how people are corrupted. I tell you. Which, which tells you that, um, your environment highly impacts who you be eventually uh, become. Exactly. Wow. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yes. But um, uh, one of the good things that happened to me was uh, one day, uh, one of the missionaries, I attended the, Bap the Baptist church, mm -hmm. one of the missionaries uh, who lived in my, my neighborhood was washing her car. And I said, no, no, it's not, it's not good for this woman to be washing her car by herself. Mm -hmm. So I offered to help with the, um, the washing. Mm -hmm. um, she was very happy. And I said, okay, every week I'll come and do that for you. Wow. Uh, there were two ladies that lived together. Then she left for, uh, because her auntie was sick. She had to go back home to take care of her. So um, I continued to wash the bus for the other one. Mm -hmm. And then suddenly uh, uh, house help left suddenly. And there was no one to clean the house or iron her clothes. So I offered to do that. But she was very different. She'll pay you for your services. And I liked it. I know I was getting some money from my, from my pocket, you know. So after a while, she asked if my dad were allowed to come and stay in her outhouse. And I asked and he said, yeah. You know, and when I turned to one, I actually had to start fending for myself. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I found a job as a people teacher. Mm -hmm. um, I went to uh, the Polytechnic to start a course, ICSA which I continued at um, the IPS. You know, I was still staying in, in the house by working. Mm 
-hmm. you know, when I got to IPA, I had to, when I didn't have chess, Thursday, I had to come home to work till Monday. Then I'll go back to campus. I had an evening lecture. So uh, Monday evening, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday by 12, I'm finished and I had to ride my bicycle back home. So that was a rhythm, you know, and that's how I made money to pay for my exam fees um, during those those days. I mean, things were hard, but um, I had to 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 go through. She treated me like a, her, her, her son, mm -hmm. but at the same time, work was work mm -hmm. and I had to be on time. Wow. You know, so uh, this this went on. on work ethic. Yes, yes, yes. yes. Although I, I learned a lot from it. She was a perfectionist. Mm -hmm. If you ironed her dress, there should be no crease mm -hmm. in the dress. I mean, that's how meticulous she was. And I, I'm eternally grateful to her. Wow. You know, yeah. Uh, my Bible that I still use, uh, she gave to me on my 25th birthday or so, yeah. And uh, or 22nd or 23rd, one of mm -hmm. those, yeah. Yes. Wow. And on, on my birthday, she would throw a party for me and I invite my, my friends. You know, she she was she, she was a classic mother. Wow. So um, I finished IPS and I go and work at my food complex. I did my national service, and then after uh, after the national service, uh, I, I must have impressed um, the union and the uh, I think PDC they call them that those days. those were the revolutionary guys, guys at, yes. the, at the at the work workplace, uh -huh. you know. When um, those of us who did national service, they, they they sent a list. Originally, my name was there, but then mysteriously, it got vanished. It vanished. Oh, yeah. God. And um, but they went to the general manager and made a very strong case that look, if anybody's name ought to be there, it had to be mine. Mm -hmm. So they brought me back. And I remember that I actually I was married then, and I was responsible for uh, public relations. Uh, the library and archives, the uh, library and then archives. And then later on, I uh, was also made a training officer. So I was having like four different portfolios. And then one day somebody went on leave and the general manager asked me to take that also. And I said, sir, you know, there are other people in the administration division who are sitting down not doing that. They said, shut mm -hmm. up. Uh, meaning everybody wants his work to go on, uh -huh. you know. The point is this, that because I was doing so well, he gave me more responsibility. And wow. he was sure I would, I mean, I, I would do the work efficiently. So I, I shut up. And by, I learned a good lesson from it mm -hmm. that, look, those who go ahead are those who are efficient and productive, pure and simple. There's no other way. You know, wow. it's not by long service, it's not by whom you know. You just have to be effective and productive. That's all. Mm -hmm. If you, if you want to go ahead. Okay. So whilst I was there, I was very much interested in uh, entrepreneurship. I wanted to know everything about how to, you know, go on as an entrepreneur. So there was this advert I saw on our notice, notice board, Empretech uh, advertising a course, a 10-day workshop. So I asked per, per, per permission and I joined Empretech for the, for the course. And I must say that that was revolutionary for me because the knowledge I gained there, although I couldn't start my own business, it helped me to apply them to my work. Right. You know, and it was very, very good for me. Um, so um, 
as was customary in those days, the youngest person was a secretary. So I was made the secretary of the forum. All those who have been trained were put together in a group called the Empretech Business Forum. So I was a secretary. So the president um, one day at a meeting asked me, um, how's, how's work? And I said, oh, I'm out of, I'm out of work. That's like 10 years later, mm-hmm. you know, um, the company had been divested, you know? And um, so he said, oh, really? Um, then come and see me tomorrow. I think I'm gonna have work for you. So I went with my CV and he asked me if um, I could sell. And I said, well, it depends on what he said, since the company started, they've had on the drawing board um, wanting to set up a security systems division. Uh, I'm talking the 80s. Mm-hmm. Crime was completely very low in those in those days. In those days, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you know. So I said, well, I'm not an engineer. I said, don't worry, I'll, t- I'll teach you. Wow. So w- what it did was to teach me um, a circuit, mm-hmm. closed circuit, open circuit, closed circuit, and it gave me a book on electronic security systems. The rest was up to me. And wow. <laughs> Relationship so, building. Wow. Yes. So I had to learn everything about the electronic security systems uh, and then begin to sell. I remember the first client, my very first client was my former boss, the general manager who said everybody was his work to go on. Yes. Oh, and, my yeah, God. He trusted me enough with his life to want to buy an electronic system, a security system from, from me. You know, uh, in this one, I said, look, good name is better than anything. Over and over and over again, I've seen people will take my word for it, you know, just because they trust me. Yes. You know, so... Wow. I mean, whatever you do, protect your name. That that's all you've got in that the world. Nothing, nothing else. That's all you've got, and that will open doors for you. Can you that say that again, Uncle Sam? Whatever said, you do, whatever you do, protect your name. That's all you've got. Wow, you know, that's all you've got. You've got nothing. Your riches won't take you anywhere. Your 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 fame won't take you anywhere. It's your name. You got a good name. You got everything, and it's not just you. Your 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 children. People around you who benefit just because they associate with you, yes. they would also benefit from yes. that 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 good name. Wow. <laughs> you know. So in between installing the system for 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 him, my boss and I went to South Africa and um, to to see suppliers, and uh, I got a crash course in programming mm-hmm. these electronic security systems. So we came back and finished the installation for him. Uh, we had started with some very terrible, on a very terrible note. The kind of wires we were running were all wrong. And we didn't know because nobody, not even the engineers no. in the department, knew how those systems work. But um, a five-day course, I took a crash course in programming, which is a five-day course in one and a half days. You know, And they were impressed that I made such fantastic progress. But I had to. I had no option but to absorb all the training and be good at it, you know. So when we came back, we reconfigured, reconfigured everything and got it uh, done. And I must say, we we did some very nifty job around the country. Wow. I can't wow. talk about any of these. I mean, it's like patient and doctor relationships. Mm-hmm. I can't talk about yes. any of these. But mm-hmm. there, are, there, there are two 
two things that two instances that um, I'm sure I can talk about. Mm -hmm. One was uh, one day I was in the office when uh, an Israeli came up looking for my my, my boss and said, "No, he's gone out for lunch." Then he mentioned my name and I said, "Yeah, yeah." yeah. Said, "Okay, they had a problem. They had put up uh, a four-star hotel and." Uh, I'll tell you whether it was the first or the second or the third, because then you know which hotel I'm talking about. Okay, okay. <laughs> so, the, but they couldn't open it because the electronic um, system was was just not working. They've done every everything. Wow. And this is what the Israeli said. And you know, the Israelis are master spies. They know everybody in any community. They know who is who. And he said he had been told that this is where he can find help in Ghana. If he comes here and he can't find the help, he can't sorry, find it anywhere else. He can't find it in Ghana. Wow. He has to go somewhere else. So I gathered my my guys, I mean sharp technicians. They sharp like a hawk. So we went, we called for the manual, we spoke to the British company that supplied the equipment. It went into the programming and so they were able to correct some mistakes in the programming. Then they went and looked at the wiring all around. They changed the priority of some. Mm -hmm. Put in fire, voila. Everything okay. was working. Hey, this guy, you know, he didn't know what to do with himself. Wow. You know. Then another time, um, we were working on a project in Kumasi. So every two weeks, I had to go to Kumasi on a side visit. Mm -hmm. And uh, this, this was a huge project. And as part of it, I'll go to Dago Farms to try and sell them something, mm -hmm. you know. And so, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, okay, I'll tell my dad. That was uh, uh, Samdaku, my my contemporary, but mm -hmm. his father was. Was older, uh, yes. Yeah, much, much older. Uh, but I dealt with his son. Mm -hmm. So one day before I got to work, my phone, uh, no, uh, those days we, uh, yeah, um, yes. I had a big yam phone, a big, a bigger than a yam phone, big phone that actually should be sitting on a on a table. Had <laughs> ring you, you have to pull when it rings. <laughs> you pull that thing before you put it. Together. Yes, that's right. And uh, they wanted me at the office immediately. Uh -huh. you know, so I went. Um, they said, "Yeah, Daku Farms had sent somebody here twice. They, they, they did. You know. So what had happened was they had brought in a ship full of maize. You know." Um, somebody, Mr. Tay, had ordered maize for them. And they had a computerized um, uh, vehicle mm -hmm. sitting on the key that they pumped the maize into that, that, that machine and the machine will weigh the exact quantity and sew it and convey it into the trucks. Mm -hmm. So day and night, they'll be just uh, pumping the maize through this machine and into the sacks and you know, wow. so in this, yeah. And this thing had given up. They had tried everything. Nothing was working. And then Mr. Uh, Mr. Daku remembered, aha, he called his son. Where is that your friend who you say can do everything? Bring him to come and solve this problem. Damn, we sell alarm systems. We don't, we don't do this, you know, but no problem. I took my friends, McAfee, uh, John, and uh, Abedi, we went to Tema. We allowed straight in, into the distance. So they looked at the programming, uh, called for the manual, they, they, they reprogrammed everything. And then um, within, 
within an hour and a half, they got one section of the machine working. Wow. Now, so they called Mr. Tay and told him, hey, your boys have worked magic. He was on the motorway. He just flew to, to the end and turned out. All right, he said he, he flew to the uh, to Tema. Mm -hmm. You know, he just he just asked his driver to to flatten that pedal wow. in his Benz, big Barracuda. He just he just made it in three or four minutes and just came to the airport to to the to, to, to the, the port. port. He right. had to see those guys who could work the the magic. So, I mean, no, this. So we got a lot of work from from him after no. after that. We we did a lot of nifty work, but wow. um. After seven years into eight, um, it was time to move on. Again, I, I, I can't really talk about about, about this. About most of them, but yes. it was it was time to move on, you know. So I saw an opening in the, at uh, the American Embassy, and then I applied. You know, so um, what I when I got there at the time that I was given, so. A guy who looked like you know one of these bodybuilders mm -hmm. very well built nice he was going around the facility okay maybe he works here but then i i realized that we're all going in there you know um for the same interview and i said oh, damn i mean See, i don't even count. <laughs> i said i better go home wow. <laughs> just, no no you know but after the third um, third inter interview, the the regional security officer um, said he was going to give me the job. But he told me one thing that has never left me. He said, "You Ghanaians like it doesn't matter too much, you know wow. everything. Oh, it, it doesn't matter." He said, "In this job that we do, one mistake and somebody will die, you know. And there's no amount of I'm sorry that can bring the person back. This has never left me." So for me, hey, what has to be done has to be done. You know, wow. there are no shortcuts. There are no if and buts. You got to do it. You got to do it. You know, there's it's people's lives we are talking yeah. about here. Right. It's property we are talking about here. I mean, yes, you can dispense with property, but lives. Somebody dies. That is it. That's it's it. forever. Wow. No, not on my watch. Wow. You know. Wow. So. Um, I did that for some seven years. Then there was an opportunity to, uh, for the senior investigator, you know, I they were putting my position under that 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 portfolio. That yes. Yes. You know, for the first time, mm -hmm. to enhance the level of the the position so that they could attract um, the kind of person the one to replace the person who i just left wow and i said okay at least i know my work none of the other guys who are applied know what i do i i right. know it i don't have police background but at least i can learn something about police science and all that within a short time so i, I went to the uh, police headquarters saw my friend abbas and told him hey i'm going for an interview and i need some so in between answering his phone calls and doing giving orders he kept he lectured me in about two hours, you know, the the police staff. Mm -hmm. you know, and then he gave me he borrowed two books from from the library in his name and gave it gave it to me. You know, mm -hmm. those two books are you find on every um, table, every police station in Ghana. You find mm -hmm. those two 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 books there, written by uh, 
Henry Tab, Mensa Bonsu. Wow. You know, and, and that is the, the Bible. So he gave me those books to to study. To study. Yeah. And then, of course, there were some laws that I had to read. And I just threw myself into that thing, you know, like I was going for an exam. And by God's grace, I went for the interview and the boss was very impressed. You wow. know, and he offered me the job. At the time he was leaving, some two and a half years later, he said, offering me that job was one of the most important decisions he had ever made in his life. Wow. You know, because um, the impact of what we did was so huge, you know, that it had elevated his stature. And he was very pleased with having decided to offer me the job. There were others in the department before. Right, before right. I was not even in that unit. We we're all in the security, mm -hmm. but I was not in the investigation unit, you know, but I had to. He pulled you in. Yes. Yes. Wow. That's right. Well, yes. Quick question. So time is far spent and I just wanted to try to see if I could self circle back real quick. I was very curious about your friend um, that you used to play football with and how if there was any full circle story there. Oh, okay. Right. So um, four years ago, um, Eugen and his brother came down to, to Ghana wow. to visit. Yes. And so I said, hey, you know, I really owe your mom a huge thank you. Mm -hmm. She opened my eyes to see another part of life right. that right. I didn't know before. Yeah, a different world that I didn't know before. Something that I liked and I aspired to. And mm -hmm. thanks to her, today, I think I live reasonably well. You know, because we, as children, we read all kinds of books, you know, and, you know, it was a different world. And I loved it. You know. Wow. So she said, they said to me, look, she's 92. You better come soon. So I decided that um, two years ago, after they left, a year after they left, I I said, okay, I was going on a mission to um, Liberia or Sierra Leone. And from there, I'll come home. So I bought my ticket, budget ticket because I was going to a private course in the U.S. From there, I'll go to Florida to visit a friend, then go to Zurich and then come home. Then I was sent to um, on a mission to Douala. There was some problem in Douala and I had to go to Douala. Mm -hmm. So that meant all my itinerary yes. was thrown out of gear. And um, I lost 75% of that ticket, but I had to go. You know, so I bought a ticket, and this time I bought a proper ticket <laughs> that cost much more, more, but it was really important for me. And the old lady was so overjoyed when she saw me. Wow. And that had been like 40 something, 45 years later, you know, she was so over, overjoyed. And wow. I made a point to tell her, Look, you've made such an impact on my life, accepting me, you know, as one of your children, and really treating me like one of them. We went everywhere, the books we read, the, you know, so it inculcated in me the love of reading, which I also passed on to my two girls. Wow. You know, wow. Yeah. And I had, I, I made a point to say thank you to her. And she was so, so grateful for wow. that. You know. you know, I'm thinking that we must, um, we have to find a way for you to come back to kind of finish the story that you, you know, you're, you're telling. Um, we, we've been trying so hard to streamyard. <laughs> I just said streamyard, right? To streamline our this the show so it's only thirty minutes, and we're already forty three minutes in. Oh no, sorry, sorry, sorry. 
<laughs> sorry, I didn't. I didn't realize Tom had gone so far. Because we enjoyed talking, both you and me both. And I was looking at said, Oh my goodness, we have gone past fifteen minutes in, and uh, right. we're trying to stream yard it, but. I don't know why I keep saying StreamYard only because we're probably, uh, uh, you know, doing this show on StreamYard. But yeah. you have told me such amazing stories. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at all these uh, comments here and I wanted to, well, first of all, somebody, uh, Abby Coleman said, wow, God bless her. Um, she's actually referring to... Um, your friend's mom who helps Mrs. Meliga. Yeah, Mrs. Yes. Meliga. Yes. Um, and someone, uh, Auntie Doris, who is, you know, also now my auntie saying, going back to say thanks to Destiny Helpers is very, very important. That is what propels us. The people that come into our lives along the way to kind of just push us a little bit. And like you said, she just opened your eyes to a different way of living. And look at you now. It's just amazing uh we have so many other comments that i i wanted to read and i'm looking at them let's see uh but we we've kind of antibole says that she is a product of um i think at one point she says she was a product of embrotech i'm not sure if i read that right but she said yes embrotech was the best antibole is also one of my destiny helpers i go to her just to eat <laughs> uh in connecticut usa um emmanuel sorogo who happens to be our connector and our um uh, um our executive producer he says whatever you do protect yourself building integrity that's all you have guys i see each and every one of you sedi um pastor kofichese i see you auntie bole i see you um um hood butchery i'm not sure who that is but welcome to the show i appreciate you um beverly ross as always i see you i see you auntie doris i see you i see each and every one of you i appreciate your time i appreciate your investment uncle sam i know i cut you short and i'm very <laughs> sad to have done that but can you give us one last thing you would like to leave with our audience um i know you'd have to come back and probably tell us the journey that took you into the world bank um, that is very important to me. But one last thing you'd like to leave with our audience that they can live with at least for the rest of the week. Well, I know that um, a lot of people might be superstitious, but look, God created us mm. and he, he has, has a plan for us. If you allow him to guide your life and you work humbly with him, you will see amazing things on your, on your journey. Wow. I, I owe it all to God, man. Mm. Wow. That is pretty much it. You just encapsulated it so well. And um, <laughs> um, Auntie Bole is saying that they love you so much, they want you to come back. So this means we have a standing open invitation to you. Yeah, and we're going to have to, to you know, uh, <laughs> reschedule for you to come back. Because there's a powerful story I know you told me that I was really looking forward for you to share about how you, you know, somebody else had needed some help and you'd helped pushed him and it didn't need money. All you needed was oh, to speak okay. words, right. as I know okay. you have done okay. um, in, in, in my um my 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 brother-in-law's life you he didn't need money from you all he needed was your words and he has written on the wings of your words so much that now he actually works for the global fund and you wouldn't believe i was getting get fund and the global fund 
Oh, Mixed. wow. <laughs> I just learned the difference this morning. Ignorance is not bliss at all. <laughs> Uncle Sam, I truly appreciate you. I thank you. I thank you so much. I want to apologize because I feel like you have not finished your story <laughs> at all. No, this is this is just about a third of it. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> no, but next time I would I would be more concise. <laughs> no, we, no, we loved the details. We absolutely loved the details. That was very important. So we're gonna come back and. Um, Maybe I should put you on the spot and try to hook you uh, for probably sometime in September. You never know, right? <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, wherever I am, um, we can we can speak. I, I travel quite. A, I travel quite a bit, but uh -huh. um, if you set a date, I will make the time. Yeah. Oh my goodness, guys! That is what favor looks like. That's what grace looks like. That's what destiny helping looks like. Because. <laughs> I don't know what we would do without God. And I think that Uncle Sam's um, very last words to us that uh, somebody has encapsulated right here. And I think it's um, Auntie Dory. She says, God created us. He has a plan. Be humble. That is all we will ever need. That is all we will ever need. Um, this has been to my younger self. Let me do a little house cleaning or housekeeping rather next week. We have another one of great uh, Ghana's great storytellers, one of Ghana's, I won't call him set decorators, the person that made storytelling possible behind the scenes, Uncle Mike Amonquafo. All the way, uh, he's worked with all kinds of television and film productions, all the way from Ghana Broadcasting Corporation when it was whatever it was before it is what it is now he has helped so many people i know personally and he's gonna come on and tell us stories from his childhood to his younger self it's going to be a powerful time so please do not do not miss next week we have a wonderful lineup for you this year and i am looking forward to all of them uncle sam you have been an amazing amazing guest i truly appreciate all of your help and i cannot wait for when you're in the u.s so that we can really sit and have a good conversation <laughs> right. over a real cup of coffee <laughs> thank you zoe thank you thank you and, um, um, sorry go ahead this i must say this is my asha away from any form of media stuff wow. this is the first time i've ever appeared on any form of media i oh i just God. don't do it i just don't do it wow um, yeah but um when emmanuel told me about this i said why not i'll do that for you wow wow, wow. thank you that just made right. me feel even more special and on the very last words of emmanuel sorogo himself who is our executive producer he says i love this man he taught me that your corner does not get dim by lightning another scandal it only gets brighter Thank you, Uncle Sam. And on that note, guys, I love you. I know Uncle Sam loves you. This has been to my younger self. My name is Zoe Baraka. Today we've had Uncle Sam Fiakbi with us from the World Bank. I don't want to tell you exactly which countries he controls because, you know, I'm thinking security, so. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay, as you can tell, it's no secret. <laughs> so we can't wait for part two, we really can't. Thank you so much, Uncle Sam. Okay. And um, we will talk to you very, very, very soon. Guys, it has been lovely, goodbye.
Bye.